Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's the April 2008 edition of our monthly open reading. Glad to have you listening. And, uh, of course, the purpose of the show is to hear your poetry. So please call in. We'd love to hear what you've got. The call-in number is 646-716-7362. My name is Rick Lupert. I am the host of the show, the host of the Poetry Superhighway, uh, located here in lovely Van Nuys, California, where spring is afoot and, uh, yeah, and I've got a cat on my lap. I just returned from a lovely brunch, um, and it occurred to me that I hope that you've eaten well today, because I hate to think that you're out there not, not eating and not living healthily. So if you haven't eaten anything today, please go do have a muffin or something before you call in. I'd I'd hate to have you faint on the air in the middle of your poetry. Uh, So we've got uh, some callers on the line we're going to get to shortly. Um, And uh, I want to mention a couple of things that we've been up to on the Poetry Superhighway since we last spoke. Of course, last month we ended the Great Poetry Exchange, and about 80% of the people who participated in it have already sent their books to the other people uh, so that's great. We've still got a few stragglers who haven't uh, haven't uh, sent their book off yet, but uh, we will get on top of them until they do that. It's a great project where um, all you do basically is pledge to send your poetry book to someone else, and in turn they will send uh, their book to someone else, and everyone gets a new poetry book. We just launched uh, last week the great ebook free for all. Actually, I'm not sure the word great is in that title, though I was contemplating the word great, adding the word great to all of our projects. Uh, you know, the great summer poetry contest, the great email Rick with comments on this poem, the great poetry superhighway live broadcast, etc. I may not do that as well, but we we just started the free for all, the ebook free for all last week, and this is a cool thing. If you've got an ebook of your poetry, um, just fill out the form online, and I'll add all the information about it during our weekly update to the ebook free for all page. And at the end of the month, actually May first, all of the ebooks will be available for download by everyone in the world for a 24-hour period. So if you're concerned about an ebook that you normally sell or something, it's just going to be up there for 24 hours. And so far we have about 25 books that have been sent in and um, electronic books. And uh, last year it was a great success. We had uh, 70, 80 books or so, and, and all of them were downloaded multiple times. And it's just, just kind of a fun way to get your poetry out there to a lot of people all at once. So if you're just uh, interested in getting a lot of poetry all at once, you can download all of the books and um, uh, it's going to be a a great thing. Um, The other thing I can tell you about that is uh, maybe you don't have an e-book. Maybe you're someone who um, uh, doesn't even know how to do that. All you have to do really is have a manuscript put together. Um, I suggest uh, making it look nice, you know, because it's it's something that people are going to look at. Uh, maybe design a, a cover page that you know could be any any number of colors that you want, um, and then your your regular manuscript of poetry. You output it as a PDF. Make sure it's under one megabyte, and uh, then go to the Poetry Superhighway, click on Free for All, and fill out the the form there and upload it. 
Um, if you don't know how to create a, create a PDF, there's a suggestion there on how to go about doing that. And um, that's it. It's one of the things that we do. So we're going to get to callers right now. Um, so right now I have a caller from the 214 area code. Hello. Oh, hello. This is Gayla Bell. Hi. I, you know, I, I couldn't hear your name. Could you say it one more time? Oh, sure. It's Gayla Bell. Well, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Um, and you have a poem for us. Yes, it's called Rune, Rune Reflection. Okay. You never thought you'd turn out to be one of those dried, used-up souls, noticing the middle face lines, mouth and jaws taunt to the point of pain, eyes warm with cloudy warnings, wondering how you got into these of-the-world conclusions, answering someone's scowl with a dried eyes stare, who flinches first, Lights thrown as players caught cheating in an ancient game, begging permission for a moment of clarity, realizing that numbing doesn't work anymore, and the next person that shoves something down at you, you will chunk it as far as hell will allow. Walking into the shell blue building that you think holds the rondelle to the beast inside their head, you smile at a woman shorter than you, the sole century of an adult child, 20 to 30 years old, propped in a motorized chair, and you remind yourself not to stare at the mosaic lots that your life has cast. Very nice. Thank you. Well done. I, I particularly like the line, um, you smile at a woman shorter than you, because I, I'm not that tall, and I, I tend to only smile or even speak with people who are actually shorter than me. So uh, that, that resonated with me. Yeah, thank you. Um, you. You got another short one? I do believe I do. Um, let me run through right quick. This is from a book that I'm still putting out called Jazz Sunday Brunch. It's called Microcosm. Upon closer inspection, man clutches a soda water Woman picks up cigarette butts, discarded dime bags, and hell at the rail station. Man, upon closer look, is crying. Woman taps him lightly with her broom, talks low in his ear, roots around, finds cigarettes, change, and tissues. Man sits up a little straighter, smiles. Woman pitches trash, dustbin, world-weary, holds it near trash, then sucking her teeth. Hmm. Yeah. Good ending. Thank you. So do you um uh, is there any uh, live poetry reading that you participate in? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. I do poetry readings in and around Dallas. Yeah, you want to mention your favorite one to us so people uh, listening might be able to check it out if they're in the Dallas area. I actually have so many. I'm, I'm kind of there are so many of them that if I tried to pick a handful of them, the others would feel left out. Well, what, just, you know, then how about this? What was the last one you went to? The last one that I went to, I did. I did a, a fundraiser at the Riverstone Park for the Batters Women's Shelter and for the AIDS Food Pantry. And I cool. plan to do it again this summer, and I'll be putting out some uh, watches, so I'll be emailing you and your group. 
Great. Well, I really appreciate you calling in. Thanks for uh, thanks for being the uh, the sacrificial uh, first caller. <laughs> no problem. And uh, call in again. All right. All right. You take care. All right. You too. Bye. All right. Our first caller from Dallas, Texas. Um, the number, if you want to call in and share your poems, is six four six seven one six seven three six two. And uh, I've got another caller on the air, um, though no number appears, so I'm not sure how to identify you. So if you're listening, just speak. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's that? <laughs> hey, Rick Lupert, how are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Big Papa E, otherwise known as Eric R. Uh, Eric, excellent. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a long time. Are you still short? As a matter of fact, I am. What about you? I am. I was hoping it had changed, but it it has not actually. Well, I've I've got my my top scientists working on it. Um, so hopefully, when you know they come up with something, I'll I'll email it to you, and it should be a, a good solution for all of us. I, I've been told that uh, I slouch, and if I just didn't slouch, I'd be six foot one. But for now, I'm five foot five, and you know. <sighs> but well, I, I've, been, I've been told that if uh, no one else had legs, that I would be taller than them. Nice. <laughs> uh, I should I should mention uh, you were uh, recently a featured poet of the week on the Poetry Superhighway. I know. I noticed that. I was very titillated. It had been a while. It was. Um, you sent in a, as I recall, a grocery list that was a found poem on a Walmart receipt. Is that right? That's correct, and it ended up being a, a rather creepy list of things to buy. <laughs> um, the things we learn about people from their garbage, I guess. Um, but love, love that piece. We actually mentioned it um, in the show last week because the other fellow who you were uh, featured with, Peter Schwartz, I think it was, um, happened to call in, and we, we talked about it, and, and there was a comment that his poems and your poem was, was just completely different style, which is, I think, really cool to put up two completely different poems online in the same week. What I think is neat about it is that uh, so many of the uh, spoken word and poetry slam type stuff, all they are are list poems. You know, you think of a an idea, a concept, you make a list of lines about it, you slap on an intro and an outro, and you're basically done. It doesn't take very long. So I thought it would be a challenge to just do that with no intro, no outro, no verbs, just an actual list. Like I've, I've heard some people are so good at reading, like Brandon Constantine, so good at reading, they could read a laundry list and it would be interesting. So I thought, okay, I, I'm going to consider that a challenge. I'm going to just write a list and the, the meaning will have to be provided by the reader and it will be suggested by the order uh, with which I've written them. And uh, it was a bit of a challenge, but it, I think it turned out well because uh, especially when I perform it, people kind of get it very quickly, what's going on, and then the changes, they totally understand. It's a very interactive poem. You can't just let it wash over. You have to really provide the story. Otherwise, it's just a list of nouns. So I, I really right. like that piece. It's really funny to me. I thought it was too, and I, I, I was... I was really happy when you sent it in and thought, you know, when I read your submission, that, that was the one I wanted to put up. So, well done. Thank you. So, you got something to read for us? 
it's it's terrible too. I just wrote it in my journal, uh, and it's it's horrible. So I, you know, hey, I am not afraid to fail. I am not afraid to suck. So I thought I'd give it to you as a means of <laughs> being embarrassed with it, so that I could finally uh, maybe do some work on it or abandon it. Well, I'm I'm so honored you would send us your finest work. <laughs> um, so do, you got something you want to read for us right now? Yes, I got it right here. Let's hear it. Okay. I uh, wanted to write something that uh, mimicked um, a musicality. I wanted to write about uh, the joy of making a mixtape. So I wanted to use a sort of language and a rhythm that would kind of mimic the music of the on the mixtape. And uh, I don't know. It, it's complete garbage, but I, I'll, I'll give it to you now. Here's <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, you'll see. You'll groan. You'll groan when you hear it, and you'll go, dear God, you're reaching. But, okay, here it is. <laughs> I am not an arrogant man. My tragically low self-esteem keeps any delusions of grandeur in check. But there is one thing at which I am far better than anyone in this room. I I'm a mixtape genius. I spin tunes like monsoon winds blow typhoons. Make foolish DJs like you look buffoon. When I brew my mixtape voodoo for you, boo, you'll swoon. I mix melodies with memories that sway your bodies like coconut trees in the ocean breeze. I blend heartbeats with drum beats till fleets of bare feet crack concrete city streets with hard heel beats. Twist turntable tornadoes with whirlwinds of spin, furiously flip faders to and fro for surround sound that astounds. I am a connoisseur of cold cuts, a master chef of ghetto blaster bass clefts, tossing ballads like salads, chopping breakbeats like sweetmeats. I will julian jazz and flash fry it in funk, season it with tribal drums and serve it up as crunk. I mix my mixtape saucy like Emerald Lagossi's in my posse. I will blend a chunk of Thelonious Monk with a hunk of old school punk, stir it around till it sounds profound, make you see babies like ultrasound. Allow me to expound. You will not play my mixtape. My mixtape will play you. Make you dance marionette on the ends of guitar strings. Bounce that booty like a rusty bucket on the end of a string. Pluck power chords from the chords of your hamstrings. Tie ribbons of rhythms and festoons from your heartstrings. Ain't nothing but a chicken wing. Unless you suggest. I'm a point-and-click DJ, mouse-clicking mixes with iTunes all day, typing love into search engines, then dragging megabytes of music across desktops, burning CDs with simplicity. Stop. Remember this. When I say mixtape, sucker, I mean mixtape. I mean old-school 90-minute cassette tape, 45 per side, TDK all the way, metal position with a tab clicked out so you can't tape over it. Like back in the day when you had to actually listen to every song all the way through. And not just listen to them, but live through them. As you painted the living room carpet with an artist's palette of 45s and 33 and a thirds, EPs and LPs, IB, a rainy day Renoir, brandishing audio brushes, dipped in Ella Fitzgerald's blues and Bo Lidzi's reds, and I go Picasso, throw Michael Jackson solo with Miles Davis horn blow, paint the skies with Billy, Hol Billy Holiday's cries as Charlie Bird Parker flies by then slash the canvas with Tupac and Elvis, radio head and talking heads and ace a freaking bass up in your face and maybe even a racer and I'll make sure it all makes sense. 
And when you grace your stereo with my mixtape, strap on your big fat padded DJ ear goggles, press play, lay back, relax, allow the Da Vinci code of my mixtape olds flow, slow-mo like molasses kisses. You best remember this, missus. That feeling you get giddy in your midriff, the one that whispers of summer skies and fireflies and bicycle tires and campfires down by the lake, make no mistake. Take whatever flights of synesthetic fancy you feel and multiply them tenfold, because when I molded my mixtape experience for you, boo, I was holding back. Now, when you're ready to have your plate glass heart shattered into a thousand lovely shards, know this. I've got a special cassette tape soundtrack for your innermost thoughts, ready to astral project your mind to faraway climbs only the wind's been. And it's got your secret name sharpied across the handmade Xerox J-Card cover. That's it. <laughs> that was oh, fantastic. That's a little, little audience. Where was all that clapping coming from? Oh, that's that's people actually. Um, that's little miniature people inside the poetry superhighway, nice. uh, just standing by to, you know, applaud when appropriate for such things as was that. Um, well done, Eric. I didn't groan at all. I love that. Okay, come on. She, the part yeah, right here. Here's the groaner. Okay, here's. Stir it around till it sounds profound. Make you see babies like ultrasound. Okay, that's just uncalled for. That is. Well, it may have been, but you know, I I don't know if you know this or anyone else who happens to be listening. But my wife is uh, pregnant, so you know when I hear the word ultrasound, um, uh, you know it it has, it just raises everything to a whole other level for me. So I, mean, I like, like physically. <laughs> yes, I'm actually elevating off the floor right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, no, I thought that was cool. And, I, you know, all kinds of reasons. And just, you know, the whole idea about you mentioned in there, because I, I make mixed CDs these days, you know, for sometimes for myself or friends. And, um, and that's almost passe because of, you know, iTunes playlists and iPods and things like that. But the idea that when you made a cassette, you actually had to listen to the whole thing. You couldn't just drag and drop the track to where you wanted it on the CD, and that was it. It was it was a whole different experience, you know? Yeah, exactly, and I just wanted to, yeah. Because it was, like, like now I can bust out a greatest hits of the White Stripes in about four minutes, you know, and burn it and get ready for a road trip with nothing in advance. But back in the day, you had to, you had to give up, devote a whole afternoon to crafting a proper mixtape. And a lot of times where you thought you were going with it emotionally and thematically would suddenly change because, you know, the day changed, you know. It took you five, six hours, so you, your moods would change, and that would be echoed in the, in the, the type of music, musical flow you would be putting down. And it was really a much more organic, more demanding experience, and I think much more satisfying. The mixes I still have from back in the day are way better than what I can do now on iTunes. Did you ever um, did you ever make a mix of like what you consider to be the greatest songs of all time? Oh God, that would be so hard. I've been like I've made like introduction CDs, you know, for people or mixes like, uh, you know, this is shoegaze or this is trip hop, you know. But there's no right. way I could make the, the best. That would. Uh, I think no, that'd be so hard. So I've never well, even when I, had that. When I was in high school, I um, 
you know, I uh, that I made the definitive best songs of all time mixtape with a friend. Oh, did, um, did you? And so, you know, I'd, I'd hate to uh, let that out in the world and, and thus, you know, jade everyone's opinions about what the songs are. But I can't even find it. I was just thinking about it the other day. But, you know, we sat down and we, we, we talked about it rationally. And, you know, we figured out, well, these are the best songs of all time in this particular order, starting with, you know, the least best song of all time and, and culminating with the greatest song of all time. And um, as of, I think, 1986 when I did this. And uh, and that was it. It was done. Amazing. Anyway, Eric, um, I've got I've got other people to get to, but I'm uh, thrilled to hear from you. I you know I, I'm sure people can tell I, I know you, um, but it's it's been a hell of a long time since I've talked with you or, or corresponded with you. And anyway, probably the last time you were in in LA, uh, or may, maybe not even that, but to the last time you and I read together for for Lob in in Costa Mesa or something of that nature. But it's uh, great to great great to reconnect like the with you. Summer of 2000, I think. That was a long time ago. So it yeah. seems. Well, enjoy the rest of the reading, and thank you all for listening. Cool. Call in again, I'll be all listening right? Too. Okay. All bye. Right. Take it easy. That was uh, Eric Ott, uh, and I, of course, neglected to ask where it is that he's calling from, um, but I'm sure it's somewhere on Earth. Uh, pretty sure, not 100% sure. Um, oh, I do see. Actually, I'm looking at his bio online. Looks like Austin, Texas. Our second caller from Texas. It's. Um, National Texas Day here on the Poetry Superhighway. Um, so cool. Um, two callers from Texas. You can check out Eric's uh, grocery list poem that we uh, talked about earlier. If you go to the Poetry Superhighway, click on Past Poets of the Week or Past Poets Archive, and it's the February 18th to February 25th show. Um, all right. Uh, next up, oh, if you want to call in, uh, the number is 646-716-7362. I've got... Caller online from the 626 area code. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I just wasn't expecting to get online. Oh, well, uh, congratulations. You made it. You yeah. made it. You can tell all your friends. Um, where, where, um, who are you and where are you calling oh, yeah. from? Actually, um, my name is Mariel Stevenson, but um, I'm known as RJ William. I sent you an email not long ago because I I have a new e-sign um, for for the uh, artist, and you linked to me. Cool. Well, thanks for sending in your link. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us what it is uh, right now? Uh, about my my e-sign? well, it's 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 basically for for artists, um, music writers, uh, writers, poetry, uh, painters, artists in general. And is it? Can what's the uh, web address? It's www.alozetois.com. Can you say that a little slower? Spell it. Alozetois.com. Oh, like the French. Yeah, and, and a- basically it means, you know, what about you? Hey, so what a- about you? So it's A-L-O-R-S-A-T-O-I? A-L-O-R-S, comma, E-T-T-O-I. And then it's right, but there, there's, no, there's no comma in the web address. I'm trying to get it so people can 
can spell it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they can go and type it in. And the, and the, and the web address, yeah, it's yeah. Um, a l o r s e t t o i dot com. Oh, okay, excellent. And uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from California, Los Angeles. Oh, great. Well, so we're practically neighbors. Um, and uh, do you uh, what what kind of stuff do you, you you say artists is it for any kind of artists poets uh, visual artists or what kind of stuff are you looking for? Uh, we're looking for writers, um, visual artists, um, photographers. And our first issue uh, came out in um, in March on March 17, and uh, we had um, a producer uh, Josh Walt. He's uh, for, uh, well, he's still a model, uh, but he's producing music now. So we we interviewed him. We also had. Uh, Mark Hartman, uh, he's a photographer from um, New York City. His, uh, we have uh, a small interview with him. We had a band from Belgium. Also, we have uh, writers uh, from all over the world who submitted, and um, we have their, you know, some poets, and it's all up there. And great reading, and uh, visually speaking, I think you know we did a good job, and we've had quite a few people uh, check out the, the site. That's great. So when you, when you say you had a band from Belgium, do you actually put music online, or is it just an article actually, about we the band? Did. Actually, we, 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 we did an interview with them, and uh, we have their music online, links to their uh, MySpace. Uh, so, you know, people can go check them out. And the same with the photographer. You know, we have a gallery where we feature their, uh, their photography, and uh, we link to them so that people can go check them out. That's great, and it's it's allorsetois.com. Yes. Fantastic. And do you have a poem? You, do you want to read something? Sure, I do. I've never done this before. This is so weird because I have an accident, and I I feel so weird about it. But but um, I will. We've had some crazy accents on the show, so I, I would not worry about it at all. Do you know that I actually was on the phone because I thought I'll never get on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll well, go. Apparently a miracle has happened. Yeah, it looks like it is. Anyway, this one is called Recall Your Pain. And it's um, it's amusing. Um, it's romantic. But anyway, let's see if you like it. It's a, a woman talking to her heart. And she says, Heart, what is, the no- what is this notion that has overtaken you? It has settled within you like a winter storm. It lingers on challenge from supervision, on thoughts, on using, on mere words. You have forgotten all my restrictions to persist on what's nothing but folly. You have cast away my recommendations and run uncensored without reflection. Have I not explained my set convictions? Have we not spoken of this before? You have turned a blind eye to all sound reasons to lead me captive against good judgment. You stir up feelings I've long forgotten. Your actions are nothing short of treason. Heart, let's stop for a moment and count the risk. You must not stifle my words, my warning. Recall the last time you felt so inclined. Recall my tears. Recall your pain. That's it. Very nice. Completely understandable, even uh, with your accent. <laughs> nothing, to worry, nothing to worry about. Um, so wait, so you, this is a poem written in your voice to your heart. Right. You know, sometimes, you know, you start feeling things that you shouldn't feel. And uh, you've been down that road before, so you know that 
there's sure a warning has. there, but then sometimes you cannot control your heart. So this is me talking to my heart, trying to shake it into into reality and telling it, don't go there. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you say, I mean, how is it, how can it be true that you shouldn't be feeling something? You know, I mean, if you feel it, you feel it, you know, I mean, that's that's it. That's, that's the true. Way. That's, yeah, sometimes, well, you feel, you feel, but then sometimes you know, based on experience, what the outcome of certain things will be, and, uh, and you, you protect yourself, and uh, this particular poem was written with that feeling of not wanting to go there. Uh, isn't the danger half the fun? <laughs> it could be. It could be. But anyway, one thing I wanted to tell you, I want to tell you that I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing, um, and, um, I'll, you know, I you sent me, um, I haven't linked to you yet, but I will, um, and I think, you know, I will totally write a small little thing um, uh, for the next issue and tell people to, you know, check out your site. Cool, I appreciate that, and and I um I thanks very much for calling in, and the best of luck with your um, artist's e-zine, um, allorsetois.com. It sounds like you've got a lot going on there. Yes. And it's it's you run it. It's I mean you're based out of LA, so are you the main person? Um, yeah, it's my it was my idea, but uh, I got together with a few writers. Uh, I found um, um, a writer, web designer, who totally helped us out, and. Uh, uh, we have writers who who they do the um, they 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 look around for people who they think are good and you know try to interview them. We just want we we want to just get um, artists noticed and known. You know, especially those who have not been um, they haven't been um, signed yet or have not published any works yet. Anyone like that, um, we. We're trying to um, promote. Well, that's awesome. You know, just as as a poet, I know you're here in LA. Um, standard question: Do you have you been to any local poetry readings? Actually, I haven't, and I was listening to your to your show, and you did ask that question, and you know, I, I will now. Well, you should. I mean, I I can tell you, there's a billion readings going on every day in LA. I happen to run one in Canoga Park every Tuesday night at a place called the Cobalt Cafe. And if you go to the Poetry Superhighway in the text menu, there's a link called Cobalt Poets, and you can check that out. But um, I, I see your 626 area code. That's probably Pasadena area, San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, maybe. San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, there's a whole slew of readings out there as well. And if you go to anyone who's in the L.A. area who wants to find out about readings out here should go to poetics.net, P-O-E-T-I-X dot N-E-T, and click on the calendar, and you'll just see there's a billion things going on that you can uh, check out. And I know this is your first time reading uh, here on the air, and you should you should venture out and do it in person as well. Yeah, oh, I, I have a question. <laughs> what did you think of it? Did you like it? Oh, I thought it was, I liked the concept, especially, of talking to your heart. And I, I tend to think kind of literally in those things, so the first thing... Uh, I started thinking of was you should write poems to other organs of your body. You know your your <laughs> liver your liver needs a poem, and your your you know your uh, lungs need a poem, and and that kind of thing. So um, that's where I went with it. But um, 
that's just the filter I've got. But I'm going to get to some other callers. I want to thank you for calling in, and uh, good luck with your zine. Thank it's you. It's a Mar- Mariel, right? Yes. Okay, Mariel from uh, from L.A. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. Um, cool. Well, we've got some more people on the line. Again, if you want to uh, add your voice in, the number is 646-716-7362. You're listening to the April 2008 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. And right now we've got a caller on the air from the 207 area code. Hello. Yes, I'd like a large pie, uh, pepperoni, mushroom, and uh, peppers. I'm offended by the word pepperoni as a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this the poetry superhighway? It, it is, as a matter of fact. Not oh, my God. What, what a mistake I've made. You have. Well, how are you, Rick? This is Peter Schwartz from Augusta, Maine. <laughs> Thanks for enunciating your um, town. That way I can, <laughs> I can make a note on it and write it down without any doubt. So that way, when oh, I yeah. put the description of this past show up online, I won't accidentally write, you know, it's funny Augusta, that, Augusta. It's funny that you mentioned that. In high school, I was actually voted most likely to enunciate. Perfect. <laughs> Peter, we were just talking about you because you were the featured poet when uh, Eric Yeah, I heard Papa. Big Papa E. Um, who, as yeah. we learned, is not really all that big um, in terms of his height, I should say. There are other areas. I know you're still yeah. listening, Eric, that I'm well aware of your, your other bignesses, and I, I praise them. So um, anyway, um, Pete, thanks for calling back in. Sure. Um, I'm guessing you got a poem to read for us. I sure do. And, and after, I'm going to try my darndest to plug something, too, because that's just how I am. Got okay. It. The poem I'm reading is called Nostrum. Love has no watermark. Toys of chance and belonging play by the seawall. The psychology of exits penetrates our movements like antiseptic. An aquarium filled with tomorrow's pills floats past our ears. We are forever's little mascots, mummified at any minute, by two handfuls of nothing. Mr. Widowhood walks the streets, tries to corner the rain with vulnerability, but suddenly falls silent to his blueprints. These are lyrical flaws. The young and old counting and comparing what is shelved to see who will ultimately rule the shadows where everything flashes like prehistoric fish through a kind of traffic we are only just beginning to understand. We make conversation with postcards, wear jewelry at the very edge of becoming, pack two small coffins, one with peaches, the other with etiquette. Because this is a green audition, darkened again with lyrical flaws. Our wardens respond only with the great synonymous. These weathered words will pay for a second-hand rose or be canceled out like clocks as forever's little mascots make braver and braver masks. 
Oh, great green veranda. After all this, there will be soap and flowers. Hmm. Very nice. Thanks. <clears throat> you read so well, it's it's hard not to be in, enchanted by whatever it is that you're saying. Um, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's sort of what Eric was referring to earlier. I mean, I bet you're one of those folks who could who could make, you know, the cereal box ingredients come alive. You know who really inspired me in terms of how to read a poem? No. The man himself, E.E. E. Cummings. Have you ever heard him read? I've not. Yeah, you can go to, um, like, uh, on, what is it? The, the site for uh, American Poets Academy, they have, like, a sound booth there. And I think the one I heard it on was uh, the BBC website. They have, uh, you know, little... Uh, Right, that uh, audible.com, they probably have it too. But man, when that guy read, he was so manic and would just, you know, you listen to it. And, you know, even as an old man, you're like, wow, this guy is crazy. Cool. That's, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, there's, a, there's a collection I know people can get called Poetry Speaks, which is a, an yep. anthology of, you know, some of the very early. I have that actually, yep. Um, okay, is he on that? Uh, I don't think he's on that one, no. I don't see how it couldn't be, but but if my memory serves correct, he's not. But uh, yeah. So what do you what do you got to plug? Oh uh, well, my new chapbook is out, and if people go to, let's see, if people go to www.ditchpoetry.com, as in to dig a ditch, that's www.ditchpoetry.com, and if they click on Trainwreck Press. And scroll down, scroll down, you'll see uh, Peter Schwartz's chapbook, The Nowhere Glow. Was the poem you read from it? No. If 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 I have time, I, I could read a poem from this book. Um, if it's a short one, I got a few more people now. I don't want to run out of time. So you got a short one? Yeah, I do. Actually, I'll read the. It's. I'll read it quick. The the uh, poem that you published, okay, How to great. Survive an Execution, <laughs> which is something people will need to know. <laughs> okay, how to survive an execution. I'm transcendent meat. Doubt sentenced to a whole winter outside the blockhouse. A skeleton of all the sleeping someones I'll never be lined up against the fence, each facing their private death squad, judgment with cigarettes in their fingers. After a lifetime of commitment to nothing more than style, I take on a look of concrete, as if to pave my escape straight through the eyes of my oppressors, who joke about my guilt, forgetting they too are apes of fate, in this perpetual fix, mixing noon with midnight, until my watch breaks like a butterfly. My head swims beyond the rows of trees and stone statues, beyond this tired plaza with its overgrown armory of wooden benches and slow fountains, beyond the unmentionable and immeasurable, beyond the soldiers and pigeons, beyond government and reason, beyond even the child playing at the edge of the courtyard. Well, no secret why I published that one. <laughs> Thanks. 
Peter, um, I'm going to get to these other callers. I want to thank you for calling in again. Please sure, thank you, Rick. Good luck with your... Uh, is there a horse there? What just happened? Oh, um, sorry. Sorry, I'm having some problems here. <laughs> the, um, good, good luck on your uh, new chat book, uh, and people can get it at Ditch Press... Or Ditch... Say it again. www.ditchpoetry.com That's Trainwreck Press. Mm-hmm. And there's cool. also, obviously, you know, a whole bunch of other good poets there, too. Cool, awesome. Peter, thanks again. Okay, take care, Rick. You too. That was Bye. Peter Schwartz from Augusta, Maine, calling in. The lines are full, uh, which uh, is amazing. Um, so I'm going to get to the next caller right now. We have someone from the 205 area code. Hello. 205 area code, are you there? Don't hear you. So, um, hey, that frees up another line for someone else to call in. So, um, let's see. Do we have uh, someone from the 602 area code online? Hey, how's it going, Rick? Good. How are you? Going good. Yeah, this is Dallas Roberts. So, yeah, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to read my poem. No problem, Dallas. Uh, you were a featured poet in uh, at the beginning of March, March 3rd through March 9th. Uh, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, appreciate you remembering and um, just uh, yeah, I just I like your stuff very much. Just want to say this is an honor, and um, yeah, I'm moving out to LA soon, so I'll definitely check out the Cobalt Cafe. Heard you say that. Was there any other places you recommended out there? Um, there's so many great readings that happen here. I, I would have a hard time beginning to list them. Uh, Beth Amato, who's called into this, into this show before, she runs a, a monthly series called Down Home, which you can, uh, again, find info on at poetics.net. Uh, Ron Dvorkin runs a reading series at uh, the Barnes & Noble and Encino once a month. Um, Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center in Venice has a, a weekly calendar of amazing things that you can check out at beyondbaroque.org. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a million things. Where are you calling from, Dallas? Um, actually, I'm in Tempe, Arizona right now. Tempe, Arizona. Cool. Well, let's hear your poem. Yeah, this one, uh, well, this is kind of going on my day here, so I thought I'd read this one. Um, it's called The Modern Day Love Story. Nowadays, everything is backwards. 15-year-old girls are fucking 40-year-old guys. The 15-year-old girls also cuss at you like a sailor, telling you to take a back, telling you to take a hike, dumb fuck, because they know everything about the world. The teenage boys are being controlled by their teenage girlfriends and committing suicide when they find out their girlfriend is cheating on them. It's great times. It's that classic love story. Boy meets girl. Boy falls in love with girl. Boy loses girl. Boy finds out girl was cheating. Boy kills girl. Boy goes to prison. Boy gets lethal injection. It's so romantic. It's the modern day happy ending. What an uplifting Sunday afternoon poem. <laughs> hey, you know, it's been one of those days, so um, I thought that might cheer me up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, you still there? Oh, yeah. All right, I don't know what just happened with Dallas, but um, some all kinds of crazy noises just happened on the phone. Um, but uh, Dallas uh, from Tempe, Arizona, thanks for calling in. You can read another poem 
from Dallas uh, on the Poetry Superhighway in the Past Poets section, um, uh, March 3rd through March 9th. Check him out. And moving right along, we've got someone on the line from the 503 area code. Hello. Hey, good day. Hello. Good day. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, this is Andrew Johnson, I Realization, once again. All right. I remember you from yeah. the last time. How you doing, Andrew? I've been fine. Cool. Well, let's, you know, I've got a lot of callers. I want to I see if I can get to everyone, so let's jump right into your poem. Yeah, well, this poem is titled, Mr. Genocidal Man, Change Your Genocidal Plan. Well, those who contribute to the masculine of the human race commit an act of genocide. So, Mr. Genocidal Man, change your genocidal plan. Genocide, genocide, genocide man. Change your genocide plan. Change your genocide plan. A long time, Mr. You want to fulfill your heart desire. I say you want to declare world power. Declaring a war all over the land, Mr. Genocidal Man. Change your genocidal plan. A long time me see you, and your nuclear weapon, your dangerous weapon, your lethal weapon. Mr. Genocidal Man, change your genocidal plan. Genocide, genocide, genocide man, change your genocidal plan. A long time you want to control the human race, with your war and your contention. You say you want to control all the provinces, and control all the races, forcing people to subordinate because you're evil or and cruel. Mr. Genocidal Man, change your genocidal plan. Genocide, genocide, genocide man, change your genocidal plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, Andrew, when you called in last time, as I recall, there was someone in the uh, Blog Talk Radio chat room who um, had me uh, make a point of telling you that they thought your voice was uh, kind of sexy. And uh, did they ever get in touch with you? Oh no! <laughs> well, lost opportunities, I guess. Yeah, um, that's okay. That's fine, man. The, the true thing is that um, I was wondering about it. If I really do have a sexy voice, I have a voice that someone should more listen to what I have to say, you know? True, true that. Um, so yeah. I know you're you're from Jamaica and you live in the Northwest, right? Tell, tell us where yeah. you're from again. Um, where are you calling? I'm from Portland. I'm in Portland. Oh, Port, Portland, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in again. Great to, hear your, uh, great to hear that poem, and I hope you call in again. Certainly. All right. Give thanks. Take All right. Care. Take it easy. Yeah. That was uh, Andrew Johnson from Portland, uh, Oregon. Uh, forgive me for not being so conversational as usual. I've just got so many people on the line. I want to try to get at least one poem from everyone. Um, right now, from the 864 area code, we have, is it, are you, wait, it's not clicking in yet. Are you there, Jen? Oh, there you are. Jen, Jen Ruby, are you online? Yeah, it was me. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I only uh, d don't think uh, everyone, you know, ha why is it that I referred to everyone else as a phone number and you as a name? Uh, because you actually followed the advice that um, I gave in the, in the you know, email or on the website to just message me with your name so I can refer to you as a name as a number instead of a number. So yes, sir. So happy to call you Jen Ruby instead of 
864 area code person. <laughs> Thank you. I like that too. So where where are you calling from? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. That's awesome. That is um that is where I imported my wife from. <laughs> it's a good place. <laughs> I had some good times there. Yeah. I'm sorry sorry I missed you when when you were there or I guess you're there now. <laughs> So, um, read us a poem. Okay. My poem's called Restaurateur's Lament, 2003. Because it occurred to me at work one morning when I impatiently put a mug on the coffee burner instead of waiting for a pot like a normal person. I was distracted and daydreaming about your black coffee poem, laughing how I would be a latte motherfucker when the coffee must have flooded the mug, sizzled the burner, streamed to the floor. I said shit and spent five minutes cleaning up. Then I realized I couldn't saute, listen to CNN, drink Sinatra on the Italian satellite station, or listen to people talking in the dining room without thinking things like what you'd say, how you'd say it, how I like the sound of your voice on internet radio, especially when you were pissed off, how I wish I could have talked to you around September 11th and since then, all this war bullshit. I started to wonder what it would be like if you just walked in the front door of the restaurant, how I wanted to feel your eyes on me for the first time from across a crowded room, and how crazy I must be two years later and 3,000 miles away, still dreaming of your heart-shaped mouth, heady eyes, rough sex. I fantasized about it enough times it's probably criminal, a desire that became much more than digital. I signed on to your service, put you in my favorites for a while, but fucked up fully downloading you in time. Now I want to cut and paste the past, double-click to the next dream, try deleting you from my history, but you'll always be in my hard drive, because I wanted to know what your hands would feel like in mine, because you did unnatural things to me, and most importantly, because I didn't want you to be just another book on my shelf. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's a, that's a great poem. Thank you. Um, How do you like it? Say it again. I'm glad you liked it. I definitely, I definitely liked it. Um, so what do you, what are you doing there in Kansas City? I'm a New York style pizza cook. Oh, cool. So I throw things in the air. <laughs> That's does that ever, um, <laughs> does it ever bleed over to your personal life and you just, or you know, outside of the restaurant, you're hurling things in the air. What do I do? I'm an artist. I'm a painter. That's sort of an answer to what I just asked. But I'm not sure you heard the question, but that's cool. Um, cool. Do you do you participate in any readings in uh, Kansas City? You know, I haven't really since I've been here, but I'm intending on doing so soon. Most of the stuff I've been doing is online, hmm. which has been well, really yeah. You, you've been uh, you were recently featured on the Poetry Superhighway in February, but then also um, years ago as well. I don't remember when the first time was. So you're one of the you know, uh, legacy participants in uh, in the Poetry Superhighway, I guess. Yes, and it's really blessed me because a lot of poets have written back to me. And it just makes it very worthwhile. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm really glad that you called in. Um, it's, it's cool to, uh, you know, hear a voice that you've never heard before from a name <laughs> that you've known for a long time. Thanks, Rick. Cool. All right. I'm calling again, okay? Okay. That was um, Jen by that was Jen Ruby calling from Kansas City, 
Um, hmm, don't know if it's Missouri or Kansas. Could be either. They're right next to each other. Sometimes you don't even know when you're in one or the other. Uh, uh, yet somehow two still distinctly different places. Jen Ruby, you can see her poetry online by clicking on uh, Past Poets Archive, and she's featured February 11th through February 17th. Moving right along um, to a caller from the 760 area code. Hello. Hello, it's Jim Bobway. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing good. Hey, Jim. All right. I got a poem to read for you. I know you're short on time and uh, you're doing a great job again. I didn't tune in until about 20 minutes ago, so uh, good to hear your voice on the air. Good to see that you're doing the live reading, and it's great to hear everybody from all over the place. It's wonderful. Yeah, likewise. It's a cool thing that we're. I, I mean, not. To, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I'm. I'm really pleased with. You know what's come of this. I think yeah. it's a great way. You know, to start. I love the idea extent. of. I love the idea of New York pizza from Kansas City. <laughs> That's good. So well, here's the girl at the it. office. Okay. You ready? Yeah. She spends Monday through Friday behind the desk. She answers phones, keeps files organized, neat, smiles and greets everyone who walks through the door. But on the weekends and most of the holidays, from about six o'clock on Friday until early Sunday evening, when she's home from work, she hikes up the stairs, unlocks the door, closes it quietly, locks it tight. She turns up the music, throws her clothes down, because on the weekends, most of the holidays too, the girl at the office, you know Diane, wire rim glasses, California tan, Friday afternoon, she turns up the music just as loud as she can. That girl at the office, all weekend long, the girl at the office is a naked man. The girl at the office is a naked man. She's a naked man when she isn't wearing clothes. She's a naked man dancing around the house with no pantyhose. She turns up the music just as loud as she can because the girl at the office is a naked man. The girl at the office is a naked man. That's it. Well, that. That definitely deserves some applause. Thank you. Thanks very much. I think I think all people are secretly naked men. Well, everybody at my house is. <laughs> all I can say is send photos. We'll put them up. Well, you got it. Thanks, Rick. Jim, where, wait, Jim, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Encinitas, California. Encinitas. And I'm looking at the ocean. It's a little hazy outside, but it's a beautiful day. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in, and, and definitely do so again. Great reading today. Thanks, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Alrighty, that was uh, Jim Bobway singing about the girl in the office is a naked man uh, from Encinitas, California. Two more people on the line. I'm going to try to get to both of you. I've got from the 832 area code. Are you there? Yes. Hi. This Hi. is Melanie this? Brown. Melanie Brown from. Uh, oh, you were a, a you're a featured uh, poet this week. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. No you problem. Take advantage of it. <laughs> Tell me, tell me again where you're uh, calling from. Uh, Katie, actually, Houston. Katie, oh, Houston. Texas. Katie, Texas. Another suburb. Third Texas caller. It's Texas State. <laughs> yeah. On the Poetry Superhighway. Well, let's hear your poem. Okay. Um, this is called Arrow Flint. The toothpick, the toothpick vibrates when my tongue beats in quadruple time, and later again as I whistle on a blade of grass. I recall, scraping at my knees with an arrow flint, brother polished and painted, later parlaying it with coinage from 
schoolyard metal detector finds Indian head pennies and Canadian nickels. Later, it was sublime sand dollars and shark teeth. That's it. Very nice. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. You, um, uh, I just want to mention to everyone, you can read um, a couple other, or one other poem by Melanie. Um, she's one of this week's Poets of the Week on the Poetry Superhighway um, with your poem, Happiness, which I really dug. Um, and uh, you've got a, a new website, too, don't you? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's a, a badpantomime.blogspot.com. Right. Cool. Well, um, people should check it out and hear more work from you. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling in, Melanie. Bye. All righty. That was uh, Melanie Brown from Katy, Texas, um, uh, just outside of Houston, our third Texas caller today. I've got one more caller on the line in the few minutes that we have left. Um, Are you there, caller from the 205 area code? Hello? Hello, yes. Hello? Rick? Yeah. Rick? Yeah. Uh, Rick, can you hear me? I can. Can you okay, hear you me? Okay, want me to close the show for you? Hello? What? Yeah, are you, who, who am I talking to? Oh, this is Michael in Birmingham. I called back in December. Oh, great. And I've been a part from? of your, uh, I, I, if you have a second, when is the uh, submission deadline for the uh, Holocaust Remembrance issue? Um, you know, I haven't even set, opened that up yet, but it'll be later this month, so just watch your newsletter for that. Okay, can I close the show out with this one for you? Um, sure, let us know where you're, where you're calling from first. I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, okay, awesome. So, yeah, let's hear your poem. And tomorrow, tomorrow it still truly is like sailing through the aesthetic channels of one of her sung romanticies like how the soaring phoenix song does meet the voice of the white-winged dove and the flight of the Merlin falcon to ride above such graceless days as fine skylarks forever fearlessly enchanted, just like once upon a time treasured by the ones brave to hold on to it. Then the crowd continues to cheer, and the only price was the elemental performance of a pure compassion play, so that the chain does go undaunted to match the beauty again. And all she ever wanted was for them to know there is no ending. Michael, that's great. Thank you so much for calling back in. Thank you. Have a good week. Uh, thanks, you too. That's um, Michael from uh, Birmingham, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, closing out our show. I want to thank everyone to call, and we've never had this many callers before. So, um, man, I'm going to have to make the show a, a two-hour show next time, or or uh, it could just keep keeping uh, keep getting bigger, and, and soon we'll have like a show that goes the entire weekend or a month-long open reading, and we'll just. Uh, We'll all order pizzas from Jen in uh, in Kansas City, and then we'll make a we'll, the rest of our lives will be this open reading. Thanks to everyone who called in from from Texas, from LA, from Augusta, Maine, Tempe, Arizona, Portland, Oregon, Kansas City, um, Encinitas, California, um, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, etc. 
Um, our next open reading will be on May 4th, so tune in for that, and we'll send out all the email reminders about that. Get your ebooks in for the ebook free for all as well. Click on the the, the ebook free for all from the main Poetry Superhighway page. Um, this is Rick Lupert. It's been a great afternoon of poetry, and I'm looking forward to the next time. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. <laughs>